Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Tez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, a hot block commander. How you wanna end up one or two hours show and keep the brain running with the premise to talk sports on a national level. Both with the topic, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the Fab Five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and great. The 4 for 26, so the war in Kuwait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys, diversified and educated. Yes, we are. What up, what the gun, War Room family? You're once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports. On that War Room Sports podcast network, I'm one of your hosts. I'm the Bull Dev. I'm at the War Room roundtable with my brother. We got Jimmy the Blueprint in the building. Look, man, this, the sports world has been a buzz all week with the fallout from Shikari getting blazed, the Suns rising in the NBA Finals, turmoil at the worldwide leader, and a whole lot more. So, look, we're going to get into... All of this in this abbreviated episode, so hurry up, sit back, relax, get comfy, and bust it up again with your guys and like what we like to call the greatest man cave in sports, the war room. Of course, you can get in on the conversation yourself by signing in right now to the By the Hood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room, or you can join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls at the bottom of the hour, so that's about... 55, 60 minutes from now on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number, as usual, is 323-410-0012. What up, brother? Uh, yo, what up with them player Haitians laying the assassination game down on the, on the, on the Presidemperor? <laughs> the Presidemperor. That's my new name for him, even though he can't really use it right now. It's, it's wilding out there. They, they wilding out there, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wilding out there, man. The whole, whole I mean, it's like it's like yeah. a while for a while, though. Didn't you say he was wilding out and kind of, you know, brought on his own demise? Yeah, I mean, he was definitely wilding out, man. But like, yo, it's 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 sad what's going on over there, man. It's sad what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, but you got like foreign entities poking their business in other countries. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's it's just sad overall. Shout out to America. Um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, he, he got out of line, so they, you know, what your man say, he had the rocket snap box, he had the JFK, JFK is Yo, <laughs> They turned his TV, they turned his TV off. My man said, yeah. "Yo, no election. I'm gonna chill here for another year." And he's like, "Yo, TV." I'm gonna just, go I'm, I'm just go ahead and be king. Forget these elections. Like, all right, like, we ain't got Yo. no choice. We gotta turn his TV off. All right, man. So, you know. <laughs> rest in power to, to, the, to the present emperor. Um, and um, I hope y'all get it together over there, man. Y'all wilding. All right. So before we get started, like we always do, we just got to remind you that whether you're with us live or not, anytime we're not live on the air during the week, you can still check out archived episodes of our show and all of our partner shows. On our network, the War Room Sports Podcast Network. You can do that either on our website at warroomsports.com or on one of the many major podcast listening platforms. So there's never an excuse to miss an episode of the War Room, Tissue in the Tape, Hip Hop Show if you're a hip hop head, After Further Review with the Mayor, The Broad Street Line with Roy and Chris, 
uh, on the couch with the Wilsons, everything, man. There's no excuse. John Appetite with the Burtons, if you're a foodie, everything we do is on the War Room Sports Podcast Network, so make sure you check it out. All right, let's get into these hot topics, man. Um, War Room family, you know what it is. Hot topics brought to you by MyBookie. It's time for you to make some money sports betting at MyBookie. If you still haven't checked out MyBookie, then it's way past time to go ahead and do that. You know, already lost time on the Stanley Cup Finals. The NBA Finals are underway, so you still got some time on that. Um, the NFL is just a, a stone's throw down the road, so lay down some dough on all the biggest games in sports by joining the War Room and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. No excuses when you win. You get your money. You get it fast. You don't get hassled. They even have in-game live betting so you can place wagers after the game starts. So join now. And MyBookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM, that's all caps, one word, WARROOM, to activate this offer. So visit MyBookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. That's all there is to it. All right, man. So what's been probably the biggest news story of the past week and a half, um, this whole Shakari Richardson thing, um, USA's fastest woman. Uh, she finished number one in the 100-meter dash at the Olympic trials. And, of course, we do know that about a week and a half ago, um, her her test results were made public, and she failed uh, a marijuana – well, she failed a dope, doping test, but she had, I think, THC in her system, and we know that's from, from smoking marijuana. She – has been taking it kind of like a champ ever since it happened. She knows that she made a mistake. Um, she says she just needed something to cope when she found out from a reporter that her biological mother had passed. Um, but it hasn't been like that on social media and in the regular media. Um, as a matter of fact, it seemed like everybody is capping for her. Everybody is caping for her. Um, and everybody, especially everybody black, our people, they kind of, are kind of making a gym into something where the Olympics are out to get Shikari and, you know, they want you to, they want them to let her run and all of this kind of stuff. What are, what are your thoughts on this whole situation? Because we've never gotten in depth about it on the air. So what has been your thoughts on this whole thing the past week and a half? So my timeline is a little different. I, mm-hmm. I definitely my bad. I don't know what the hell. How are you? Anyway, my timeline is a little different. Um, I definitely have the folks that are taping um, uncontrollably for her, but then I mm-hmm. also have the other people who like just want to just want to offer for the rest of her life. Like it's extremes on both sides. Yo. And yo, it's like they will make a so, polarizing weird, situation out of anything. <laughs> out of anything, man. It's, it's getting to the point where it's almost like that with all of our topics on the show, like. Like, people are on this extreme sides of almost every argument in 2021, and it's crazy. I don't care if we're talking about abortion, getting vaxxed, uh, gun control. It's like you people are on this LeBron. Shit. No matter what the y'all, topic is, people. Y'all, y'all better go out there and vax like, that ass up. Shout out to uh, Juvie. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> y'all trying to up. Yo, so all I'm saying is, like, People are just extreme on both sides, um, and, and it's, a, it's a crazy situation. This reminds me of um, the conversation we literally had 
probably a decade ago um, as it pertains to black protectionism, right? Because mm-hmm. on the one hand, she Ooh, made that a was mistake. a hot show. She owned, yeah, <laughs> she owned up to it. She made a mistake. Um, and the thing is, as black people, we are quick to defend our own just because we understand how the system is going to do our folks. And we understand right. how um, we're, we're never given the benefit of the doubt and we're just considered the lowest caste, so we're treated differently. So therefore, we, we're quick to jump to the defense of someone even if they, if they do wrong, uh, and sometimes to our detriment. I mean, that's where you get the whole stop snitching thing from, right? That's where that whole, that whole ethos comes from. It's like we want to protect our own because we know that if we don't protect them, the system is going to like just do away with them. Now, with that being said, right. sometimes when you do that, you create more issues, right? So to be completely honest, I don't know what the answer is because I see, but I see both sides. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I, I try to ask questions and talk to people on both sides. So I see both sides. I see the one side where it's like, yo, we got to hold ourselves to a certain standard. But then I also see the side where it's like, yo, we make any one mistake. We're not allowed to come back from that. Right. Like, you know, we often talk about in 2021, Detroit red would have been thrown away and, and kicked to the curb and never would have been, uh, had the ability to become who he became. Um, and I'm not comparing Chicago to Malcolm if someone cuts me out. That's Everybody else is. You don't have to. Uh, yeah, that's true, too. But the crazy thing about that is, like, and I guess she's, she's not fighting as much as others are fighting for her. Um, but the one thing I've been thinking about with this whole story is, yo, she became an icon in our community within, like, two weeks. Right. Two weeks ago, I know she was. Because neither do most of the people that's you know acting like they're out to get her, and and that's and that's the biggest part about this is like she's she's sitting there willing to take more accountability than you know everybody else that's out here saying that they're out to get her. Um, my my timeline look a little different from yours. I didn't have the the you know the extremes. You know you you see that, but most of mine was either the. Oh, y'all shut up. Y'all smoke weed before. Weed is not a performance-enhancing drug. Let her run. As if, and and you have the, and she she tested positive for it in Oregon, a state where it's legal. People aren't realizing that this is a world event. This is not an American event. This is a world event. So where you smoked and where you tested positive has no bearing on Olympic rules. In some countries, you damn near get the death penalty for some weed. So, you know, it might not be a big deal, and it's, and it's starting to be a smaller deal to us here in America, but we can't speak for a world event like that. Like I said, she's willing to take accountability and responsibility for it. She's setting her sights on next year's world championships and, and the Olympics. Um in three years, because remember, the Olympics are supposed to be last year, so she's not even going to have to wait four years. Um, but the other side of what I see are just the, the, the rules are rules, people. And and in all actuality, those folks are right, but it seems like those people are doing more drawing than the people that's capping for, because it's like, okay, you said it, but I don't have to have like 80 different friends and I see you on all their conversations saying the same thing or see you posting something on your page about it 14 times. All right, we get it. We know what you, you think. Rules are rules. I know you, you, you might be correct, but you don't have to preach it. Like, because some of those people, you know, that's how you get into extremes though, Jim, that you were talking about, because then some people are going to look at that as, 
all right, they hating on her and they don't want her to do this when that might not been the case. But then when you, when you're defending your position so much on that, then after a while, some of these people do start to, to spit a little vitriol at the chick. Like, you know, like, all right, I thought it wasn't personal. I thought this was a rules is a rules thing. But most Yo, of the people they ask who have too. Olympic experience are basically saying the same thing. Like, we feel for her. We so wanted to see her run. But, you know, she knew that it was a violation when she did it. She's taking accountability for it. So it's something that she has to live with. And, you know, I, I kind of agree with that myself. Yo, come on, my timeline says she let the entire black race down, and the ancestors are disappointed in her. I'm like, yo. Yo. <laughs> yo. Again, like, yo. again, yeah. half these people didn't even know who she was two weeks ago, which is, exactly. which is That's exactly the, 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 the crazy part it. about it. She said, look, I, I effed up. It is what it is. Like, when someone takes accountability right. for something, you allow them to do so. You allow them to do so. And I respect that, and I respect whoever her handlers are. Like, she was tripping a little bit. Well, she started trying to clap at other people, but for the most part, she just fell back, and that's what you got to do, man. In 2021, man, if you if you f up, you just gotta like take it on the chin, because you know, ain't nobody gonna remember in a couple weeks anyway. We're gonna be on to something else, right? See, you know what I'm saying? Like, my, the game start, my my biggest thing about all of this is the comparison that people are make the comparisons that people are making to defend her without doing any actual research like what do you keep saying oh i mean keep that same energy it wasn't all like this with michael phelps i'm like actually michael phelps was much worse michael phelps never tested uh positive for anything michael phelps um there was a photo leaked online of him hitting a bong six months after the olympics so he didn't miss the olympics but his ban was three months and he lost a lot of sponsors uh, behind this. Like, she doesn't have the, 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 the sponsorship power that Michael Phelps has, not just yet, but Nike is, you know, Nike's going to stand behind her, which is fine because she really didn't do anything that should make sponsors pull out. Like, when, when that happened to Michael Phelps, we weren't yet in the space in America where we are now with marijuana. I don't think people would have dropped him then. I mean, dropped him now as, as compared to back then, but, but people like they were, they just kept using that comparison. I'm like, dude didn't test positive. There was a photo, like he could have been in the photo BSing and he still got three Michael Phelps and, and lost a bunch of, right. <laughs> lost a bunch of bread. Then I saw somebody comparing her to Shelby Houlihan who tested positive for steroids, not, not marijuana. Uh, this chick had like a five-year ban <laughs> for testing positive. Like, I'm like, what's the comparison here? I don't even get where you're going with this. People talking about keep that same well, energy. People- if they kept that same energy, you'd be really mad because Shikari would be missing the next Olympics. So let's, you know, let's, Listen, bro, let's do some research before we just have, throw people out there. Memes have power. Memes have power in 2021. Nobody researches, man. Like, I recognize memes have power is why I'm always making the old memes have power because no one cares about reading the full story, doing the research. Yo, what's on the cover of this meme? I'm running with it. Oh, oh, Michael Phelps? Okay. Don't even read what Michael Phelps did. Yeah, Nike, though. Nike was about it, folks, man. Tiger was popping chicks in the, uh, in the, in the car in the band of lots, and he still stood by Tiger. <laughs> Nike, like, man. Yo, Tiger we was both... pulling up. 
Thank you about that bread, man. I ain't trying to hear none of that. Um, shout out to Skyview in the um, chat room. He said, my statement is, she shouldn't have taken as much as a Flintstone chewable. She should have huddled. Yeah, she, she definitely should have huddled. And I don't even want to be the one to get into this, you know, biological mom dying thing because this is just a question for me. This is just a question for me. The, the, of what I've known of, you know, knew of her before this whole thing, you know, she was raised by her grandma. Um, when she spoke in interviews, she gave her grandma all the props in the world and never really mentioned her mom. And to find out from a reporter kind of tells me like you didn't, you know, either you didn't bang with your mom or you didn't have any contact with her. So I think that's an angle. I think it's an angle that people might have on their minds, but they're afraid to explore because they're already getting bashed for saying anything about her. Um, but but I'm waiting for somebody to have the heart to come out and be like, everybody caping for her, talking about she was doing this because her mom died. She didn't even know her mom. Like, I'm waiting for somebody to write that, like to have the heart to write that. I'm going to just sit back and, and watch the show because it's, it's going to be crazy. Is he going to be Biscuits or Rob Parker? It's going to be Biscuits or Rob yeah. Parker. One of them, is, yeah. one of them yeah. has the audacity to do that. You know what I'm biscuits, biscuits will do it in a tabloid-type way, not you know, because even even as tabloidy, I just made up a word, as he is, he's still be on his protectionism a little bit in his tabloids, which is weird. Like, how you put you know, is, business out there, but then you try to act like you, you, you pro-black with yours, but... Yeah, no, he'll I find mean, somebody to tweet Whitlock says, might do it. And he'll say Whitlock might do Twitter it. He thing. might be researching now for the story. Oh, yeah, that's true, too. He might do that, too. He'll let his hands go. My thing is, man, listen, man, whatever the stress was, whether it was your mom or just, like, yo, being black in this country, like, right. it's just, you know, you got to be smarter than that, right? Or you, know, you just wanted some weed. And then, yeah. yeah, stay off the weed. <laughs> um, Why don't we have that on the yeah, I mean, I, I'm not even like I'm not even mad at her. My my thing is, you know, life is about choices. Um, right. You know, for every action is a reaction or whatever they tell you in science class, and and there's consequences. All yeah, all all the, all the cliches are true. So the bottom line, right? And is, for me, this is like, the, yo, I messed up. Right. That's what, and that's the biggest thing for me. The biggest reason why I don't feel any way towards her is because she's not sitting around playing the victim. People are doing that for her. She's not playing the victim. Like, if you go do something that you know is wrong three weeks, three, four weeks before the Olympics, and and then you play the victim for it, then, you know, that's, you know, that's, that's a little dishonorable. But she's not doing that. So the latest thing in this before we move on is that, you know, with the 30-day ban, it wasn't necessarily that the races were going to be within 30 days. With the 100-meter dash, your Olympic trial times, put you in to that race in the Olympics. So because she failed the test, her trial times were basically erased. They they were invalidated. They don't count. Now, she could have been a member of the 4x100 relay team um, because they pick um, who they're going to – I mean, the, the, I think the top two or three finishers in the trials are pretty much a shorter spot. But they pretty much picked, because you need a six-person team for that. You need the four people and two alternates. So they picked that. Um, and a lot of people thought that she might have a chance to do that. Plus, if America wanted to win, you know, they would put her on the team. So she didn't get picked for that. And their reasoning is 
Um, you know, because they knew before it became public. So before the news became public, they claimed that they had already chosen their team and they felt it wouldn't be right to snatch one of those spots from one of the, the, the ladies whose dream was also to be on this stage. So they just left it as is because America's the, the favorite in that, in that, in that relay anyway. You got any qualms with that? Like you good with that? I know they asked, but they asked better win now because if they don't win, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, <laughs> hey, listen, this might this might work out better for Shikari because now she'll always have that what if thing on her. So they like, cause think about it, like she ain't got to win now. Yeah. Everybody yeah. already proclaiming yeah. her the winner. So at this point, right. I'm I'm running this into the ground. I'm I'm capping Nick in the hell out of this. I'm right. Because remember, the trials are U.S. She still ain't going up against them Jamaicans yet. So it wasn't a guarantee Dog. that she was going to come out and smoke yo. the Olympics anyway. So, you know. Dog, I saw until their numbers. You, I'm like, yo, what are they? Right. Like, until you, you see the Jamaicans about something, like track and field, that this sprinting at least goes through them. Like, America, Listen, we can yo, be as cocky as her, we want to be. Number, <laughs> her number was a record. The person that came in, like, fifth place was better than her on the Jamaican, a Jamaican run. Yeah, that's what I like. You, you got you got to see them before you you know before you can put, pro, proclaim yourself anything. Like you can get that American title. Yeah, it's it's a whole different thing when you jump in the Olympics. All right, so uh, we'll see how everything plays out, man. Like I said, I like how she's handling it right now. Um, other people are getting on my nerves, but I like how she's handling the whole thing. Um, she's looking towards the future. She's young. She got a lot more time left if she stays focused. Um, she had a, 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 already, a quick bout with unfocusedness, you're a household name. especially you're a household now, name now, this kind of made you a household name, even though a lot of people, a lot of people don't know it. People ask me like, so what you think about that? Sure. 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 Who's the like, like people saying all kinds of crazy stuff, uh, this past weekend, you know, asking me about my thoughts on the situation. I'm like, first of all, that's not her name, but, um, so she's a household yo. thought right now. People still can't pronounce her name, yo. but she's a, she's a household thought. <laughs> Listen, she's already she's already an icon in the black community. Like, and at this point, I wouldn't even race no more. I'm like, yo, I ain't never gonna lose. Never <laughs> you didn't already. You, yeah, you flow go up. I said flow go. You flow Joe already. Flow Joe two point So just go ahead and absolutely. You know, so well, I'm retired. Yeah, I'm, I'm never racing. I'm just showing up at the Soul Train Awards, BC Awards. Like, never you know raised, I mean? like, never lost. Never lost. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even competing no more, yo. Yep. Um, the funny thing is, though, how people expected the other girls in this relay to, like, feel some type of way about taking a spot that could have been hers. <laughs> I'm like, do y'all not watch these races? Well, the answer to that is no, because, like you said, people just started knowing who she was two weeks ago. But she she show these other girls up every time she get a chance. She'll run the last 10 meters pointing or with her hands up and, and victory and all kinds of stuff. So, you know, they're going to say the right things, but they don't feel any type of way about taking a spot that, quote, unquote, should be hers. All right, but moving yeah. on, man. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I swear on everything I would pay to be able to see the group chat of the of the chicks that are on the relay team because you know they got a group <laughs> chat. I would, right. I, would pay, I would pay to see the slander they're giving her 
they probably dropping memes, talking all filthy about it. I would pay to see that. And they probably they probably mispronouncing the name on purpose. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All kinds of stuff. Don't be fooled. Don't be fooled out here. All right, man. Just want to give a quick shout out to the Tampa Bay Lightning, the NHL. They have won the Stanley Cup again, second year in a row. They are back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. Um, and that brings us to our stat of the week, man. Um, over the last 10 months, Tampa Bay sports have been the four major pro sports championships, winning three of them. So the Lightning won the Stanley Cup in 2020. Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays made a World Series appearance in 2020, didn't quite get it done. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are your 2021 Super Bowl champions. And again, the Tampa Bay Lightning um, are the 2021 Stanley Cup final champions, uh, back-to-back years. Um, so shout out to Tampa as a sports town. Um, hashtag Champa Bay. <laughs> that's that's for the homie uh, DJ Willie G. I got that from him. <laughs> hashtag Champa oh, Bay. Yeah. Right, right, right. Oh, they they yeah. Boston now. They 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 running a Boston on people now. But um. Yo man, salute to the retirement town. <laughs> you know how it's going to be. Uh, it, it, it's taking years for them to even get respect as a pro sports town. But, you know, I'm not going to rain on that parade. Um, so shout out to them. Like I said, hashtag Champa Bay. All right, so let's talk about these NBA finals real quick, man. The Suns are up on the Milwaukee Bucks one game to none at this point. Um, this started after we spoke on the air last week so we didn't get to make our picks um before we even talk about what happened in game one and what's the prospects for game two what were your picks for the the nba finals jim um i'm picking for honics in six or seven i'll say six all right i mean i gotta stick with what i was thinking in the first place can't switch now my pick was milwaukee in seven um after game one, didn't look that good. But at, but at the same time, you know, Phoenix is at home to start the series. So they presumably did what they were supposed to do. Um, we'll see what happens in game two. But what happened in that game one? Why did it fall that way? Phoenix ended up winning that game 118-105. Um, Giannis did play after his knee looked like a bow and arrow last week. Um, in 35 minutes, he scored 20 points, grabbed 17 rebounds, and had four assists. Uh, their leading scorer, of course, was Chris Middleton. In 45 minutes, he put up 29.7 rebounds, four assists. Brooke Lopez chipped in with 17 and six rebounds because he got hot from the three-point line for a minute there. Other than that, they didn't have much help in the scoring department from anybody else. Um, Drew Holiday had 10, seven rebounds and nine assists and played some pretty good defense. But saying that he played pretty good defense is kind of relative because the defense that Milwaukee was playing didn't make any sense. I guess in 2021, it makes perfect sense, but it didn't make much sense. So before we talk about the defense of the Milwaukee Bucks, just want to give you the numbers from the other side of the ball. Chris Paul shining again. 32 points, 9 assists, 4 rebounds. Devin Booker, 27 points, 6 assists, 2 rebounds. DeAndre Ayton, 
um, a.k.a. Tim Duncan 2.0. This is not coming from us folks. It's coming from the people who write about sports and get paid lots of money to talk and write every day. 22 points and 19 rebounds from Tim Duncan 2.0. Dario Saric left the game. He has a torn ACL, so you might see more Frank Comiskey in this series. Uh, your man Campaign, a.k.a. Bucky, um, chipped in with 10 points, no assists, and one rebound in 17 minutes. So why was Phoenix able to get whatever they wanted throughout this game, Jim? Because that's what it looked like to me. 118 points against I mean, one of the better defenses in the league. I know why. We know why. But let's talk about it. <laughs> you, yeah, you kind of you kind of already said it. Like in terms of the defense they were playing, um, they they pretty much didn't make any adjustments. They let them run the same pick and roll literally since the first play of the game until the very end and of the game. And that status quo well with with Coach Bud though, then doesn't he tell you straight man. up like we don't change nothing? They were got you here. <laughs> Got you here, man. So maybe game one, maybe game one is just like where he gathers data or something. Who knows? But I mean, outside take, take of that, that for data. Um, <laughs> yo, outside of that, man, you got Tim Duncan 2.0. You got the point guard. Um, but you got you got like Booker being able to get to his spot, like whenever he feels like it, just off the pick and roll. Like it's crazy. It's it's absolutely insane to watch them play. Um, they didn't have their halfback at full speed. Uh, you know, and, and and also Middleton was like wasn't completely on fire from the, he from wasn't the beginning of the game. So, I mean, this game. He heated up late, yeah, but he so, wasn't. Yeah. Funny thing about it, the whole watching the Bucks play is like Drew Holiday. I remember Drew had an amazing game last series, and he was talking to the uh, the the folks from inside the NBA, and they were like, "Drew, the team just plays at a different level when you um are very aggressive. Why aren't you aggressive every game?" And my man Drew was like, "Yeah, I don't even know." That's a good question. Let me let me go think about that. Yo, he was like, I don't know. He said my brother's been telling me the same thing. I guess I gotta pick it up. Like he couldn't even answer. Like I don't know. Yeah, but yo, but at least he was honest though, because most people would have made some kind of excuse and or just or just said a bunch of cliches that didn't answer the question. Drew, like I don't know, man. Yeah, that's a problem I got. Oh, straight up. Like yo, they didn't know how to respond. They was like, all right. So everybody listen, I know so most of y'all are probably watching, but the um, defense that we keep talking about is the 2020 NBA mantra of switch everything. Um, and the switch everything has gotten on my nerves just, just paying close attention to basketball all season because the switch everything defense, Jim, it doesn't even, like, you don't even have to set a hard pick to get somebody to switch off their man. Sometimes the threat of a pick makes 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 defenders switch and it and it doesn't make sense to me because you think even if that's what they do in in 2021 you figure in the playoffs always been you know cliche that in the playoffs defense changes and everything you've seen in the regular season isn't going to be what you see in the playoffs but we're in the NBA finals and Coach Bud will not come down off of this switch everything mentality and it makes no sense because in 2021 basketball, if you're a guard and you're coming down the floor, if you're Chris Paul, if you're Devin Booker, you can pretty much choose who you want to guard you on every single play and make it happen because all you have to do is pick who the weak link is and have his man come up to set a screen. They're going to switch 
And I don't know how many times we saw in this game um, uh, Drew Holiday or, or, or Chris Middleton getting switched off of a um, one of their better guards and Chris Paul and Devin Booker getting the dance against Bobby Portis Jr. or Brooke Lopez. And there was no adjustment. There's, you know, in our chat, there's a contingent of, of our homies who think Jimmy and I, especially Jimmy, piles on to Coach Bud. And I don't want to sound like we're piling on right now, but you are an NBA coach. You're, I guess you're a championship level coach because, you know, your team is in the finals right now. So whether or not, yeah. you know, you're, you're putting in the work to do that, you're going to get the credit for it if they end up winning this championship. So you're considered a championship level coach right now. You have to do something. Adjustments can't only be made in between games. And we'll see if he even does that because you quoted him last week of saying, like, you know, we play how mm-hmm. we play. But you have to make adjustments yeah. throughout the quarters, at the half, at timeouts. You can't keep allowing Brooke Lopez and, and Bobby Portis Jr. to have to guard Chris Paul and Devin Booker because that will be an easy way to lose this series in four or five. <laughs> well, see, for me, like, and it's a little bit of hyperbole. I joke, I call him the worst coach on any level, right? So, you know, it's a nickname in the group chat, whoa. But it, it, it's joke. But the thing is, it's just that, like, you know, coaches are, I mean, these guys are professional coaches, so they know more than I do, um, you know, uh, uh, just saying that they're professional coaches, right? They have more data, more information. But when it's so clear that I could sit at home and I see the same thing happening over and over again, like, like that's just deplorable to me. Like, you know, sometimes I'll miss something and somebody will point it out. Like, I'll watch um, one of the analysts pointing out, Legler or, or, or Kennedy Jet pointed out, but when I'm sitting home, and it's just completely obvious to me, everybody's right. watching, like, yo, wh- why are they doing that? That's the problem. Like, I, you know, Dude, it's, I don't it's, know. Man. It's, like, it's obvious to my nine-year-old. He's, he's like, he's like why, is, why, is, why does Brooke Lopez keep guarding Chris Paul? And I'm explaining to him, I'm like, because they keep switching on every screen. You know how sometimes when you're playing, you know what I'm saying, and I'm one of the coaches on the staff, and I'm telling you, to run through that screen, especially if it's a weak screen, and especially if you're one of the better defenders and we need you to play this particular guy with the ball and, and we're telling you to run through, like they're in the NBA, they no longer tell people to run through screens. I see Ben Simmons do it. Like they don't like to take him off of, of somebody, you know, in, in Philly. So so he does it a lot. T. Stiebel may do it, but you you can't keep – having this matchup and thinking you're going to have um, success, man. Like Chris Paul and Devin Booker, you know, even though Devin Booker's handle for a, a star of his magnitude is atrocious, he's still quick enough to get where he's going. And he Yo. can always get you on your heels. And if he's about to lose the dribble, he'll pull up and he never misses the mid range. You're going to have, you're going to, you're going to let these dudes dance you out of sleep. <laughs> like you have to do uh. something, man. Right, and but, also, salute to Phoenix for like sticking with what's working, right? Because right. I saw last series when they played Brooklyn that he had Lopez cooking him on the block, and he went away from it. I'm like, yo. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know what Bubby's doing. Yo, Bubby's doing, man. <laughs> I think Bud has a game plan on both sides of the ball, and he's just like so stubborn. He's like, this is what we're doing. Forget the fact that Lopez was cooking him on the low blocks. This is not what he's supposed to be. We supposed to be running this halfback dive, and we're going to run this halfback dive. 
Yo. We're switching on every screen. We're going to switch on every screen. Your boy, he live in the bizarre world. His motto is, if it ain't fixed, don't break it. <laughs> I don't even know if that makes sense to my point, but it sounds good, man. It that just seems like this. Yo, that's the crazy part. Like they may mess around and win the championship, but every, it's obvious that he's just like out here. And if he does, man, more power to him, man. But it doesn't mean that you're right either, because dog, like I, I don't know, man. Like I, I don't know. So I want to see if Phoenix continues to run the same thing. I wouldn't stop. I would do it all series, and they're gonna keep playing that way. Scavi said, players are gonna be like, look." Scavi said he predicted Suns game one, Milwaukee three straight. Then they split the last two. So by my math, that's um, Milwaukee in seven. Correct me if I'm wrong, Scott. You, you could have said that, though, but you made us do all that math. But <laughs> Suns in game one, Milwaukee three straight, then split the last two. That's, that sounds like Milwaukee in seven. Um, he says somebody should tell Tucker to stop shooting. I've been telling Tucker that for like five Hold years. Up. That's not, apparently, that's seven or six. Like, so, so if is it six? He says split the last three. two. So if they win one, oh yeah, that means that it's that, that means that means that it's four two then. And then they they win. Yeah, you're right. That's four two. So that's Milwaukee in six. Two. Milwaukee in six. Excuse my math. I was never strong at that. Um, Yo, they about to play tonight. Milwaukee might get their dumbass uh, cooked tonight. So so that's all I said. So what do you see tonight? I mean, Phoenix, their home court advantage. You know, I mean, and it's always like that when, especially when you have a team that's frankly not used to being here their crowd is going to be raucous this is the first time they had winning basketball to root for in like 10 plus years so it's it's a difficult place to play right now as far as the noise is concerned um you think milwaukee can block that out and 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 do something different or do you think no the coach is going to come out with his mantra of we play how we play and they just and, and just let the same thing cook them you know, for another 48 minutes. I think Milwaukee Milwaukee has a talented bunch because, for one, Giannis, like, wasn't 100%, which was obvious. But Giannis right. is the strongest dude in the league probably, yo. It looks like when he's backing somebody down, it looks like he'd be hurting his defender, yo. Like, right. and, and, and Middleton does his thing. So they have a solid squad because even with the game one, with them, like, not, you know, the switching on everything and not doing what they should have, they still were in the game. So I think like every game, like I don't I don't see either team getting their 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 doors blown off in any of these games because they're they're two good teams. I mean these are two great NBA teams. Um, but with that being said, like Phoenix just has like another level, oh. especially playing at home. And, Sun's about to know, win three straight, according to Kendrick Perkins. So you know it's about to be a dynasty. Yo, he, yo, yo, they be going, yo. Yo, they haven't won game two yet. Like, 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 they have a, like, calm down. Let them win one title before we start talking about dynasties. But no, I, I believe the same. I mean, that's why I picked the Bucks, man. I, I still think the Bucks, even when Brooklyn, Philly, you know, Clippers, all those teams were still in it. I still looked at the Bucks as maybe the most complete team um, out of those rem- teams that were remaining. But there is sort of an inconsistency with the Bucks. Um, a lot of that inconsistency comes with the fact that, you know, some nights they just decide we're going to live and die by the three-pointer. Giannis is going to be Giannis. He's going to yeah. do what he does. But anything outside of Giannis, you know, they can get to launching and, and, and never stop. Um, when they get hot, whew, 
they're a hard team to beat. But um, we'll we'll, we'll see, man. We'll we'll see. See how you said Sixers and four 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 next season. <laughs> this is the most boring final since San Antonio versus Cleveland. And he said he's still nah, sick about Sixers losing to Atlanta. Yeah, I don't necessarily I don't think, think it's boring. boring. Like, I just think it, you know, it doesn't have the, the name recognition. Not even the players. I'm just talking about the, the teams. You know, you don't have any sexy franchises in this. You got the, the Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks. But, 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 but I think you, you have Chris good players. Paul, right? so, yeah, I don't think it's boring. You got Mr. Especially, State Farm, right? So half of the world is rooting for Mr. State Farm to get his first chip. I mean, you got Duncan 2.0. Um, you got Devin Booker. You got the Rowdy Phoenix crowd. So I, I, I don't think it's boring at all. Like that, yo, that Spurs Pistons series. That ish was boring, bro. Yeah, yo, that, 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 that was, was like thirty-two was to forty-two terrible. at the end of the game. That was hard to watch. Plus, in, in Phoenix, man, the camera might pan in any minute of somebody getting their ass whooped in the stands. So it definitely ain't boring. Like, yo, plus, this violent. Twenty twenty-one. When everybody letting them things fly from all over the court, like <laughs> the NBA in general, which is one of the reasons why they love a three pointer. It's exciting to watch. And people get the and you get danced on because they switch everything. So somebody gonna get danced on yeah. every other play. So yeah, yeah so you it can't be really that boring. You got threes being launched. Somebody somebody yeah, gonna get winded up. <laughs> yeah, somebody, somebody definitely gonna get put in the popcorn machine on. when they switch on the wrong person. So somebody gonna get punched on. Somebody gonna get they they they. they Ankles broke, and then they're gonna be launching three from all over the place. So they be launching forty footers like this, like they like they're not, like they're not okay. that, like so. Right, right. Yeah, all right, so we'll, we'll, in 2021. we'll see what happens in game two, man. Um, you know, I I think my prediction will go a long way to to that prediction coming true if they can steal one, um, in Phoenix. You don't. Like it's it's cool. They're supposed to quote unquote supposed serve at home, um, but we all know it's more of a comfortable feeling going back if you can get one on the road because the pressure isn't there for you to absolutely have to win your two when you go back home. But if you do, then that's icing on the cake and you're in a much better position. Um, so we'll see what happens in 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 game two, man. Um, I'm interested. I, I don't. I don't think it's boring. I'm, I'm definitely interested in this series. Um, our quote of the week, man. Our quote of the week comes from the boxing world, and it says, "This closes the chapter of me in Fury. My mind is very violent right now, and I'm trying to end his career and other things as well. I'm gonna let you fill in the blank." That quote is from Deontay Wilder. Um, a few weeks a couple of weeks ahead of his second rematch with Tyson Fury, Wilder Fury Part 3, um, which is in some jeopardy right now because apparently there has been a COVID outbreak in the Tyson Fury camp. So this fight might be postponed um, possibly to like September, but that's something we'll find out officially within the next week. What did you think of this quote? Because to me, what it seemed like he was implying in the end of not just ending his career, he might be trying to kill this dude in the ring. <laughs> like, like you get that he's trying to, uh, he's trying to Ivan Drago, Apollo Creed. Yo, this he be wilding, yo. 
it's, it's not the first time well, he said his that. name is Wilder, so he be out here, he be out here drawing, man. But the thing is, so he felt that's what Neil said. It, she said that dude I, words be wild. <laughs> he definitely. Yo, is. I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie, yo, because until this story, uh, this headline popped up, I forgot they were fighting. So right. I mean, and it was it this month, up. right? Like, damn, this coming up. Because he brodied the fight with Joe yeah, Joshua yeah, for his um for his uh, rematch clause. I'm I, just like you. Like I forgot that it was supposed to be this month, and now it looks like it's not. People say he be digging. Yeah. That's what uh, Skyview said. He be trying way too hard for a soundbite. He just threatened hey, my man, man life though. He say he gonna turn Till his TV off. <laughs> Till this day, he said he gonna knock his snot box off. Put his noodles on the uh, on the ring. <laughs> on the, like, on the ring. Put his noodles <laughs> on the canvas. Yo. This is the first time he threatened someone's life, though. He said, "Remember, he said before that was his goal to do that one day." Right, right, and, and like, how do you speak like that in public? I know this is a violent sport, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, oh, but yeah. this is the same violent sport where dudes be hugging each other after they knock each other's blocks off for twelve rounds. Like he actually out here threatening people's lives. And the crazy part is, you got the punching power to possibly do it, but you can't box a lick. So it's it's wild of you to to no pun intended to be out here talking like this. Like you got to get a punch in first. The haymakers don't land that well yeah, when you're getting your ass whooped. But when yeah, they do, when boys you know, they definitely special. sting. Because boy, right. boy, be out here boxing your life away. Boy, them boxing life away <laughs> two fights. Yo. He definitely, he definitely did. And ball shaped like a, a, a poached egg. Like, you let this ball yeah. beat you up like that, and you out here talking about killing him. Like, you know, how about winning a couple rounds first? But um, yeah, shout out to him, because if he do catch you with one of them haymakers, he can put you to sleep if he, if he catch you with something. Oh, so yeah. I, guess, I guess that's the justification for you being able to talk like this, because you know deep down in your heart that you, you can't really do this. The, the science part of it on a high level, but you do know if you touch somebody's jaw, like they might be in a, in a, in a heap of trouble. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, you know, I want to watch it again. I definitely want to watch it again. Um, us wanting to watch it again don't necessarily mean, you know, any money's going to come out of our pockets, but you know, we will find a way. Yeah. Shout out to Bonds and Bonilla. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that was a, that was a wild ass quote, man. All right, so we're getting out of here a little bit early tonight. Um, so let's, Jim, let everybody know what happened while they were on the grind. Yes, sir. And for those who don't know, while you were on the grind, is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. If you need a website, go to digitalextremetech.com or call them at 267-205-4203. Say, yo, I heard it in the war room. Give me that discount, and they shall take care of you. But it's time to talk about what happened while you were on the Grizz Naive. First things first, I'll pop it. No, but um, Naomi Osaka. Speaking of Grizz Naive, shout out to Hip, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta being back. I ain't watched yet, but shout out to that. Oh, Cut the believe, check, I forgot, to, I forgot <laughs> that drop, yo. Definitely yeah. got to get my ratchet fix in. Definitely oh, got to yeah. get my ratchet fix in. Anyway, um, so Naomi Osaka has her, uh, you know, um, show uh, playing by her own rules. Doc premieres on Netflix on July. 16th. Are you looking forward to this? Um, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to this. You know, she's been in the news lately, you know, due to some anxiety issues. She's pulled out of the last two major tournaments. Um, I can't help, though, Jim, after this announcement, 
the cynical side of me is, you know, and, and a lot of this comes from you. <laughs> everything's one a rollout. Your, one, of your, one of your hashtags is, like you said, everything's a rollout. So I'm sitting here like, did she do all of this to boost the ratings so this Netflix documentary could, you know, could could rake in the the, the views and and get paid, or is there, you know, really something? And not that there, not that there wouldn't really be something there, but to take it to the extreme. You know, level hey, listen, that it's man. been taken to you, the last you, couple of weeks. I'm like, is this a rollout? I mean, because you see what Scotty Pippen has bro, been you, doing you, you to are, roll out his liquor and his you book. You are a marketing major, man. <laughs> you are a marketing major. So Everything a marketing is a rollout. You know there's, no there's no such thing as bad publicity, right? So right. it's one of them things where if it's true, guess what? That's even better. It ain't got to be true, right. but if it is true, that's even hmm. better. That, right. that's I mean, story. It, it's all about whatever narrative you can tell. And, and that and that slogan That slogan No such thing as bad publicity is why your man OJ can be a best selling author for a book called If I Did It <laughs> like, like Yo like, that's hey, why he could be right, like hey, come on man. But no, let, real quick before we move on, just tell everybody a little bit about this. This is a three-part docu-series about her rise to fame. So it's basically she's partnered with Netflix. Um, the self-titled documentary, which is narrated by her, follows her career after the 2018 U.S. Open victory, where she beat her idol um, Serena Williams for her first ever major victory. So they said the series is about her journey, with a, within a snapshot of her life. Um, it is directed by an Academy Award winner, Garrett Bradley. He said, it, but it's also about life's purpose, about personal worth, about the courage that it takes to allow one's personal values to inform their work and vice versa. So more than anything, I'd hope that people can feel the power of empathy and to feel encouraged to take chances in life, perhaps especially in moments where she stakes, where the stakes can feel and possibly high. So, you know, with that little synopsis from the director, I'm definitely interested in this. So I'll be watching that. Yeah, man. If not on July 16th at some point before the end of the month, man. Shout out to Naomi. Um, Get your bread. Yeah, shout out to Naomi. Shout out to Corday. Yeah, man. But um, so next thing that happened while you were on the Grizz Naive, right, there's unrest at ESPN after Rachel Nichols. What? You know, she got caught on a recording saying some crazy stuff about Maria Taylor. Um, about BLM, you know, so it's it's ESPN always got drama, yo. Um, you know what, though? Like, you ever finished that book, by the way? I still ain't finished that book, man. That book long as hell. And I, no. lazy. <laughs> I, I forgot about it until you just said that. And it's, it was a good-ass book, too. So I, I, I'm just... I'm not the thing, though, because ESPN I'm always, just, I'm just always typical, got drama, man. yo. I'm typical. Yo, they I like to stop read. sports and just cut the... T- Listen, we just stop covering sports and just cut the camera on in their office. The office be lit. Right, right, right. Um, so somebody need to write a, you know, a, a part two to that book after all of this stuff has gone down. So um, she was on the on the phone. She was on the horn with um, one of LeBron James's uh, advisors. What's that person's name? Um, Adam Mendelson. And she was basically mm-hmm. venting to 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 bull and she's you know she was basically saying i got some quotes here she was like uh hold up i lost it i lost it she was basically saying because espn one of the jobs that she was supposed to do was offered to maria taylor 
and they asked her, you know, they were kind of asking her if she was okay with, you know, us giving this portion of this job or whatever to Maria Taylor, and she didn't really like it. And basically what she was venting to the dude on the phone was about, you know, she's like, she's good with Maria rising through the ranks and getting her choice, her chances, but she doesn't like it that it's now at her expense, you know, basically. And I don't know, from the transcript, Jim, I didn't see her say anything that was totally greasy and totally out of line because actually it was Mendelssohn who, who chimed in with the man between, you know, uh, Me Too movement and BLM, I'm I'm over all of this. It was dude who said that. So I think LeBron, you know, got some decisions to make this week about his people. But the the biggest thing that she said was, you know, I know ESPN is feeling some pressure because of their crappy history with diversity, but I don't want it to, to be at my expense. So did you think it was as bad as everybody tried to make it? Um, Maria ain't trying right? to hear it. And Maria don't want to be on the air. I with express that, but I, I, all right. So here's the thing, right? Here's the thing, right? I get why people are upset, right? Because because you are she's someone oh, yeah. who always talks about her love for hoops. Um, you know, she in, in hoops is culture in our community. It is what it is. Um, so it's almost like yo, you a culture vulture almost, like because hoops <laughs> is ours. Right. But at the same time, well, at like, least we took it. After the white man invented it. Before I actually <laughs> heard the video, so I heard the, I heard the video that the day that it actually the, the Times article dropped. I heard it that morning, and I was waiting for more because it I, was yo, bad. I was looking for but some people, juicy stuff, and I'm like, okay, she didn't really say anything. That yeah, bad. but people were acting as if she like you know uh, cussed out Harriet Tubman and all. That. People were like really <laughs> wilding. Um and I think that she got punished too because the thing about it, if you if you have followed hoops or you're into the hoops culture, you know how much Rachel Nichol loves hoops. She don't do anything else. Like if you ever watch ESPN, you never see her covering football. She don't fuck about, but she don't care about none of that. She's a hoop head. So taking this from her is like that's ugly. Now with that being said, I did see Steven Jackson coming out and caping a little bit. It's one of them things where like it wasn't as bad as I saw some people make it, but I wasn't going to speak on it one way or another. I'm not defending her because what she said was shit. Right, 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 right. right. I mean, because the fact that, you know, the fact that you're sitting in an ESPN studio or wherever she was with a hot, not not even that it was a hot mic, but you're, you're talking about somebody from the job on the job. And I get it. So it seemed like what hater. she said, more of the negative stuff she said was actually directed towards ESPN, which is the wild part for me because she was actually coming at the company. And instead of the company being the ones to make the decision to take her off, they didn't take her off the, the sideline of the NBA finals until Maria Taylor decided, like, look, I'm not going to work with her. She can't be on the air with me. So it's going to be very awkward if y'all have her on the sideline and y'all throw it to the studio and I refuse to say anything to her. So they did that out of pressure. So I'm like, yo, the crazy part is she said more wild stuff about the company than she said about Maria Taylor. But Maria Taylor is the one who's, you know, more upset. And the, and the company was sweeping this under the rug until it became, um, until it became public, because this happened a long time ago. So, <laughs> go figure. <laughs> Yo, my thing is, 
the whole thing is like it's even more fishy, right? Because the story dropped like a week before this came out, um, about Maria asking for like you know Stephen A. Smith money, and how crazy mm-hmm. it was. So I feel I feel like these are power plays on both parts. I feel like they dropped that story to try to like paint paint a picture of her a certain way, and she's like, okay, I got this in my back pocket. You know what I mean? Like, okay, y'all right, want to play right, that game? Right. Here you go, right. New York Times. I got this in my back pocket. So I, oh, this is so It could have been somebody from her camp to um, put this out there. Fishy, fishy. Yeah, shout to Maria Taylor for playing the game, yo. I ain't mad at her at all. Like, yo, go get your money. You know what I'm saying? Even if you got uh, ruin her career, it is what it is. She shouldn't have said it. You are, you, like, but you always, you man, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm giving – Giving some advice, and but I'm not really giving some advice. If, if y'all work at a company or something, you always got to keep something in your back pocket for when they try to reach into their back pockets and pull something out on you. So, absolutely, hey, that's just yeah, absolutely. you do Yo, that. Especially you hold on to it like until you need when, uh, it. When it's panda season, you gotta like you you gotta have that because you got a little bit of leverage right now. You're not gonna have this leverage forever. Right. But why you she got might get that Stephen A. money now. She might get that yeah, Stephen A. money now thinking. just because Rachel Nichols was mad that they were giving her her job. Like, she yo, really, you and, know, and I'd be mad too. Better, yo. like, you're a hater. <laughs> if nothing else, you're a hater. Nah. If nothing else, you're just a big hater because you didn't have to bring her up at all. You could have just been like, I'm mad at the company. If I, like, you didn't have to bring yeah, her right, up at all. Right, right. It was like, well, I mean, I guess they like, they didn't gave it to her. I, I don't know. It's, it's one of them things. I understand, but at the same time, I, I agree with what you're saying. Like, did you see? Did you see? Did you see Captain Jack come out and defend Rachel Nichols? Um, I saw Captain Jack, and I saw, to a lesser extent, his partner um, did a whole, you know, Instagram post, video post oh, about I see it. His. Yeah, um, Becky with the good hair did one as well. Um, <laughs> he wasn't as blatant and adamant about his defense as Jack, but he was definitely defending her. Um, because he made, you know, he made sure you yeah. knew he worked with Rachel. He don't really know Maria that well, but Maria's talented. And, you know, he had to hit you with the butts and the except fours and yeah, all that kind I want to know what Kwame Brown. What does Kwame Brown think about this? Somebody get him on YouTube. Let him, let him, <laughs> let him tell us what he thinks about this. Yeah, Kwame on. Yeah, I know you got a, a bounce in a minute, so you want to oh, yeah, do yeah, yeah, one yeah, more so before last you. thing I want to bring up is this. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, so. Last thing is um, NIL endorsements are on and popping in the NCAA. I know that uh, some folks feel some type of way about this. I see folks that are anti-paying. To me, this one is the one that makes like makes the most sense, right? So there's arguments about college athletes getting paid in all various different ways. But when you use someone's likeness, though, that to me is like it's the ultimate like disrespect. So this makes sense to me. Like I, I like where we're going. It's still more that we can do. But what's your opinion on uh, this whole situation with NIL? Um, yeah, I mean, this is what always made sense to me as well. Like, you know, I could never come up with a plan to just outright pay pay people. But, you know, if you're using there, and if y'all don't know what NIL stands for, name, image, and likeness, you have to give these, these, these kids money. So it makes perfect sense to me. But now you got stuff like a Miami booster offering an endorsement deal to all 90 scholarship players on the Miami football team for $500 a month to promote his MMA training facilities. Um, so I keep having these discussions about HBCUs versus PWIs in sports with people who really don't understand what they're talking about. And this 
like any of the evening of the playing field that we thought might have happened because a few people picked an HBCU, this is going to further open up that gap because the HBCUs aren't going to have boosters like this that can pay this kind of money, especially to everybody. You're going to have boosters who are paying the top dudes big money to endorse stuff. But you got guys like this who's like, yo, I love the program so much. I'm going to give a, a, a weekly check to every scholarship athlete on this team. And you're just not going to be able to get that type of bread being passed out in the eight, at an HBCU. So now, even the dudes who's thinking on some black power stuff, I might end up choosing the HBCU. This is just one more thing besides facilities and, and stadiums and, you know, how many, you know, uh, Mayo Sapien Jones, they can get to, to, to Ray Allen you on a visit and while you're there, all of that stuff, plus the fact that you're going to be able to get paid because they have boosters that can pay you. So it's a good thing, thing for these college athletes. Another, another blow, in my opinion, for HBCUs. If you don't understand that, your whole perspective is whack. Because the thing yeah. is, you don't understand and what true wealth is in this country. And the fact mm-hmm. that because of the wealth disparity and because, like, a lot of the wealth was created on our backs that we weren't able to participate in, things compound and compound over time. Once you understand compound interest, you know how money works, you realize why it's just so unfair and why reparations are needed. Because in a situation like this, we just can't compete. We don't have the resources to do anything like that. Even if you got all the black elite in one room, it still doesn't matter. You know what I'm right. saying? It's almost like uh, that Chris Rock too, too <laughs> What did Chris Rock say? He said if, if, if Bill Gates woke up with Oprah's money, he'd be ready to kill himself. Like, and the fact of the matter is, like, that's crazy that you have boosters that are willing to do that. But now, one thing I recognize with all these stories coming out, I'm like, yo, it's great marketing if you have a company to say, like, I'm thinking about giving this to the, uh, to the university because it's going to make a new story, even if you go through the deal or not. So with yeah. that being said, Warren Sports is looking to sponsor an entire team in a, you know, pick a school. Just so we can get the new story out there. HBCU Division Two. <laughs> Holla! <laughs> Yo, we give everybody on the team a dollar a week. <laughs> Yo, we paying Coppin State twenty dollars a month. <laughs> One player. <laughs> One player to, to endorse us. All right, man. I will. I will land this yeah, puppy. You go do what you yeah, got to do, good down, brother. Hold it down. All right. All right to, no yo, Tobias, before you come on, before you come on, Tobias, I just want you to know, man. Like you know, um, stay off Kyrie's boat. That's all. <laughs> Tobias said he was the cook on that all right, joke. Brother. All right, peace. All right. So the last thing, yeah. everybody, that happened while y'all were on the grind, man. A, a tragic story. Columbus Blue Jackets goalie Matisse Kivlayn. Kiv, I can't even pronounce his last name. Sorry, Kivlanix died and a fireworks accident, man. We heard about, you know, we always hear about this kind of stuff around this time, the 4th of July. Um, look, man, fireworks are dangerous. Like, um, some of my neighbors, they they give the kids a show um, every 4th of July. You know, they, they do the fireworks themselves so people don't have to go anywhere and sit in traffic and try to watch it somewhere else. Um, but it's dangerous. And somebody in our neighborhood, while uh, my neighbors were given their particular show. Somebody was lighting off. I don't know if it was M80s or something more than the M80s. It just sounded like somebody was around the corner throwing grenades. And then in the aftermath, like when we walked a little past and stuff, we saw the little holes and divots. 
in the grass from where they were actually lighting these things, but they were sounding like legitimate explosions. Um, so this guy, the, the former goalie of the Columbus Blue Jackets, they said uh, he was actually at his goalie coach's house. Um, and they called not callers called 911 to the house because he was hit in the chest by errant fireworks mortar blasts um, at the Michigan home, um, and and you know he died a, a short time later. So rest in peace to to him. And I just hope everybody out there just just takes these things. This and uh, JPP losing uh, losing most of his hand to fireworks, and luckily he's still able to live out his NFL dreams with pretty much one nub and a, and a ball. I, I don't know what he has, but when, when you see it, when you see photos of it, it's real nasty. Um, so we got to do better, people. We got to stop playing with these fireworks, man. So before I go to the phone lines, let me tell everybody, because the phones are going to be the last thing we do here on tonight's episode. So let's talk about this date in sports history, which is brought to you by Sports the Book. You guys are tired of reading the same old sports book with the same old lists, rankings, imaginary starting lineups, um, uh, Mount Rushmore, and all kinds of subjective information that they're passing off to you these days as facts. Be sure to pick up your copy of Sports. Smart people only read the sports. It's a mixture of sports and hip-hop culture that'll keep you on the edge of your seat. It'll keep you laughing. It'll keep you interested. Just go to sportsthebook.com or get your copy from our website at warroomsports.com. Dot com, written by Warroom Sports' own Jimmy the Blueprint. Wherever you get your copy, just make sure you don't miss the movement. And on July 8th, 2000, Venus Williams, not Serena. Y'all have to remember back, before the dominance of Serena was the dominance of her older sister, Venus. Venus Williams wins her first career Grand Slam singles title by beating Lindsay Davenport in the final at Wimbledon. The crazy part about Venus's dominance is that it would have lasted much longer had little sis not finally gotten over that hump and started to beat her. Because I, I know y'all remember once Venus started winning um, Grand Slams uh, titles, Grand Slam titles, there was a time where Serena got good enough to always, you know, she started to meet Venus in the finals of these tournaments a lot. And Venus would dispose of little sis. And then little sis, you know, she, she said, you know, you're not going to keep punking me when we're 40. And she finally got over that hump and became the better of the two. And it's kind of been history ever since. So we'd like to give a nice big war room salute and shout out to this historical moment. And definitely a, a shout out to Venus Williams, who was probably, you know, tennis's great player before her sister took that mantle and ran with it. Um, so let's go to the phone lines we have. Let's see who we have here. We got the homie Tobias out in Arizona. Get to these calls before we leave. Tobias, what's going on, man? Roll damn tight. What's going on, fellas? What's going on with Jimmy? Talking about he did he do a one, two, three Cancun before he left? Jay uh, did a one, two, three Cancun. Um, you know, he he low managed the, the 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 later portion of the show. B Austin just low managed the whole show. 
So that's why we held calls till till the last few minutes. Yeah. So y'all can help me land this thing. <laughs> so uh, what's yeah. up? Yo, a couple of things, man. It was like with the whole Shakari Richardson thing. It's kind of hard. That's why I love our group chat because social media itself is hard to even just be honest about it. Uh, and what people got to understand, like my job in Arizona, you can smoke weed here legally. You can buy weed at dispensaries everywhere. But my job is still prohibited. Even when I was in the military, it's still prohibited no matter how much legal it is. But the right. thing what people got to understand also is she, she stood – because with the hair, the nails, the flashy persona, that she stood to make millions to endorsements that she's not going to get back. She's not going to make that money back. And there's no guarantee she makes the Olympic team in 2024. It is hard. There were times when Carl Lewis didn't qualify. He's one to go, uh, you know, for an event. But I want people to understand, there are people who lose parents every day. I got a late cousin who's like she died in a car wreck and her son, he didn't turn to that. Family coped. But the problem is, is that they can't just let her say, Oh, cause your mama died, you wanna hit a blunt meaning that you you were smoking weed before because that was you, you, you turned to the outlet that you use. Right. Uh you know, you can't do that because next thing you know, everybody gonna say, Well my dog died, my daddy got sick, I decided, you know, take the steroids or whatever. And, the, and it's not fair to the other teammates. They busted their butts to stay clean. Cause, I don't like plugging podcasts, but I heard one that Sonya Richards Ross, for y'all don't mean I know, she's a gold medalist. She did it recently, and she talked about how they test. The top three finishers always test right after the race, no matter who. So she right. knew the test was coming. So they're not test. out to get her, you know. Yeah. You know what it reminds me of? The guy who failed the drug test at the NFL combine. You know they tested you right there. <laughs> you know? And, and if you know this, look at all the endorsements Simone Biles got. That, if they was about to get somebody, it would be her. Sakari could have been on the Wheaties box. That's a lifetime of money. All these deals. And so, and let's just be honest here. She probably would have gotten dusted by Shelly Ann Fraser Price anyway. So it's probably better off that she didn't run anyway. But I, but I do commend her for stepping up and saying, hey, I messed up. And, uh, and I'll learn from it. But it's a damn shame the grown folks out here are the ones making excuses. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, that, but, that is crazy. Because, like, like I said, that's what I commend her for, man. She's taking accountability. She's not playing the victim for this. But, you know, no matter what she's doing, you know, people are still out there, you know, let her run, let her run. We did not a performing enhancing drug and all of this kind of stuff. Okay, there's a lot of stuff on the banned substance list that's not actually a performing enhancing drug. And, you know, in this case and in many other cases, you know, maybe some of the rules – need to be changed. But like I said earlier, people have to remember that this is not a U.S. problem. This is, this is, a, this, yeah, this is, this is the ILC. This is the international thing. And, you know, just because we are making progress with what we believe marijuana to be here in, in, in America, that doesn't mean it's like that for around the rest of the world. So even if the people who are on the board of the ILC, even if they happen to lean towards agreeing with America on their newfound view 
of 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 marijuana you know as a matter of fact you know let these people out of jail because of these new newfound views if if y'all really want to do something but um even if they lean towards that they still have other countries that they have to serve so they could be like yeah it's bs it shouldn't be in there but if you got other countries as a a part of the governing body who think it's absolutely the devil like i i forgot where it was but i was reading this week where you know a certain amount of marijuana in, in a certain place is like a life sentence <laughs> and somewhere mm-hmm. they were yeah. damn near talking about death penalty so yeah, America doesn't make the rules for the rest of the world. So people yeah. have to realize that. Nobody's out to get her. It is yeah. it, it it's the rules. And Sonya Richards Ross, she was I saw this one people this one black woman who missed a drug test, she gets suspended because she had an abortion. And I was like, Well, Sonya Richards Ross also said they come, they gotta know your whereabouts and you gotta miss four of those drugs, skip four of those drug tests before they can suspend you. So what about the other three drug tests a woman skipped? But then you got these idiots talking about we gonna boycott, we gonna boycott. So we not gonna celebrate the other black women out here who busted their ass, mm-hmm. who made metal, who gonna compete, and but didn't make a, and didn't make a bad choice on the way to yeah. you know three weeks before the Olympics. Like who, who blew who blew who blew generational wealth? <laughs> you know, <laughs> Gabby Thomas was well, like, I'll, I'll take that bag. Uh, she definitely blew you know, it. Yeah, and like one thing, y'all talk about the NBA finals, and I hear I see the Republicans these talking about politics, the reason the ratings are down, but they won't talk about the NFL ratings being down either last year and one of the lowest rated Super Bowls last year, they won't say that. But but like this finals, I don't want no hey, I give your boy Milton props. He's played well. But I hear everyone talking about uh the free throw disparity. Giannis is the only guy on that team with a game that goes to the foul line. He's going to Middleton, the end. That's not Middleton's game. Uh, that's not Drew Holiday's game. Uh, P.J. Tucker can't even hang hit a corner three since Obama had black hair. But Yo, everybody, everybody wants to be jump shot primary and wants yeah. to complain about foul shot disparities. Well, you're not going to go to the foul line shooting jump shots. So the only time you're going to do that is when a dumb defender comes out there and fouls you while you're shooting a jump yeah. shot. And that's not the norm. Like, you're coached against that in any era to be out there fouling jump shooters. So I don't understand what they expect. Yeah, and <laughs> the thing, because I know Sarge towards ACL, so they may hurt their size. But at the same time, you go small, that may Phoenix advantage as well. <laughs> because guess what? Right. If he refuses to switch his defense, then it's, it's going to help the Suns immensely. They can keep <laughs> getting these saying. little guards to dance with their centers and power forwards. Like, nothing they're going to be able to do about that. You, as, yeah. as a Phoenix fan, you just hope that if that's going to be the case, you just hope that Chris Paul and, and Devin Booker can, you know, remain healthy and not get tired during these games since they're going to have to do a lot. But Yeah. It, it, it like, I remember all these pundits kept saying Phoenix made the biggest mistake ever not taking Luka. I'm not saying Luka's not a great player. But I don't know how he and Booker would fit. And sometimes it's about fit because Booker knows slouch himself. But Aiden is becoming a rarer player now. How many mm. big men out there that can get you 20 and 12? 
You don't have probably Joker and B and Aiden, and that's it. <laughs> when you think about it, I'm talking about centers. You know, like I'm talking about centers. You know, because I know AD can't, but he don't want to play center. But I think that even with him, I think that's about it. Because Cat don't Cat ain't tough enough. But you know, and that that is a rare skill and a rare thing. Luca's not knocking. There are a lot of teams with guys who handle the ball, shoot the three, make every uh, score a lot of points. There are a lot of guys doing that right now. But not a lot of guys doing what Aiton does. And the thing I like about Aiton, he likes playing center. He likes being down low. And he doesn't get in foul trouble. He plays like a big man. And unlike Gobert, he's athletic enough where you can play small all they want. He just get bored, cover the man on a corner three. And I think that's just an under – while we out here wanting everybody to like – Jack up threes and they saying positionless basketball. Funny thing is, the team in the finals who might win at Phoenix aren't positionless. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know. Hey, you gotta give Luca. You gotta give Luca his flowers, though, man. He led Slovenia oh, oh, to great, the. But, but, he led Slovenia but, but, to but the Olympics. Saying, Slovenia has yeah. never been to the Olympics before. <laughs> but, but that's why I say he's great. But sometimes it's about fit because. Trey Young is a better fit in Atlanta than Luca. I mean, with, I, mean I, know, know. I, I get you. You know, I'm just playing around. Because what Luca yeah, does, yeah. he's nice, but what he does is not going to fit with a lot of other super. Like, when you try to pair him up with another superstar, like, how he plays, like, he would have to change the way he plays to fit with another star. So if that's Dallas's plan in the offseason to try to pair somebody, right. you know, with him that's better than Porzingis turned out to be, Right, you gonna have to draft that guy because it's gonna be hard well, to get, get people to come to come there. And even if you convince somebody, you know, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna come, but Luca got to change his game. Like no other player worth his salt, no other All Star is gonna sit around and and just acquiesce to the way that Luca plays. So they definitely got some some work that to do. Unless they think Luca good enough to just take a, a team full of you know, warm bodies <laughs> and get a championship. Yeah. So, I mean, because did it. that was kind of an issue for LeBron also. Cause you know, Kyrie didn't want to stay in the corner. Now we know mm-hmm. Kyrie is nothing a squirrel poop, but it's hard because look how Chris Bosh was a 24 and 12 guy, 24 and 10 borderline hall of famer. And the only reason he got it, cause they won titles. He changed his game. Kevin Love yeah. as well. And that's tough. Yeah. And, uh, but but LeBron had that track record where hey he could get you to the finals, so you could swallow that. But Luca kind of had that track record first before a guy said hey I'll sacrifice to get with him. You got to right. show it. And, uh, but I think like with these finals though, everyone's complaining. The all these people complain. Well, we don't want to play any game because we got no Steph Curry. Well, Steph Curry had two damn chances to get his team in the playoffs. <laughs> You know, and they would have been they would have been gone in five games like the Grizzlies. Let's just see John ja Morant. How cool to see that he'll get to a household name. Uh, you know, but to me that that helps out because like Washington wouldn't have made the playoffs. They handle business, but I like the fact that we are getting some new blood in the finals. Yes, they they may oh, not I, be LeBron. I'm ecstatic about that. I'm tired of seeing the same old people in the finals. Let, let's, let's be honest here. LeBron doesn't move the meter ratings-wise. Take the break of the folks. Great player all time, but he doesn't move the meter. I don't know why, 
white people think it's politics, even though I ain't seen LeBron like throw a black fist at, him at the free throw line. I ain't seen nothing like that. No, but, I just think I think LeBron's like for as good as he is, his game is not really that exciting. Boring. Like, yep. like if you get LeBron out on a break, you know, that's exciting because his damn head, his teeth going to be up near the rim and all that kind of stuff. But other than that, like, I don't know, when he's cooking, it don't give you the same feeling as a, when, like, a Kobe was cooking or Allen Iverson was cooking, of course. Mike. Know, Mike cooking. Even Shaq. Yeah, yeah. I Even mean. Shaq was exciting. Shaq, Shaq would put on a, a show when, when he was cooking. Yeah. So it, it's just a difference. Yeah. But, you mm-hmm. know. He, yeah. he belong. He's yeah. at the table with all those players. It's just you know, it's just not as exciting. Like really, I, I'd rather like Kareem. see Matt Cook. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather see like Kareem. Kareem was great, but he wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Nobody want to see skyhooks all game. Like I'd yeah. rather see Magic running down on the break, giving no look passes. You know, them plays when Kareem really weren't a part of it because they were running too fast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I know you got other people, but I'll say this. Now, yeah, and I, I, I want to load manage the rest of the show too. So hurry up. Yeah, <laughs> watching game one. Now I see why some of these old heads be pissed off when they say these new guys so much better than them. Hey, it would be great if I if Zeke could have like uh, you know Dave Corzine switched out on him. Hey, uh, Michael Jordan. Like I said, but Kevin Duckworth. Uh, That's what I was saying the other night. Like Eric if Tim Hardaway. <laughs> came down the court and said, hmm, I want Manute Bowl to guard me this play. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, come set this screen. <laughs> yeah. he's switching everything, and he get the UTEP two-step uh, Manute to his death every play. Like, hell yeah, they would be way more respected right now. Yeah. Hey, Chris Paul in the that, finals cooking because he got Brooke Lopez guarding Remember that time Golden State kept – it was a broad 50-point game with J.R. Smith messed up. They kept switching David West on him like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Actually, that's why when Luke – people don't realize this. Luca said when he got into the league, scoring in the NBA is so much easier for him than an international ball. And I'm telling you, it's the switching on everything. That makes it easy. Because you remember that last second shot he hit last year against the Clippers? Kawhi yeah. let him switch on the yeah. Reggie Jackson like 6-1. Yeah. He, he, I about to say, he chose his defender on that too. I'm telling you, yeah. all you got to do is whoever you want to defend you, just call his man up for the pick. And it's that yeah. simple. And you don't yeah. even have to set the pick, man. I'm telling you, all you got to do is look like yeah. you're about to set it, and they will switch. They will back up off of it. I'm like, yo, this yeah. is weird, it, it, man. It's a tough thing, so you got to want to fight. You got to want to fight through those picks. And, right. hey, if, let's say Luca, you, you, you trap him, and if Maxi Cleaver hits five threes, you shake his hand. <laughs> it's a good game. Pretty much. Pretty I'm much. sorry. Yeah, but All I right, know man. you got to run, man, and you guys have a good one, man. Y'all take it All easy, right. man. Keep up. Too, the, hey, I really appreciate the work you guys do, man. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. All, All right. right, peace. All right, we're going to go to our last call before we get up out of here. We got Rob calling in from Cali. Rob, what's going on, good brother? What's good, man? It's your boy Rob. Hey, a.k.a. PSK is making this cream. People always said, what the hell does that mean? Peace for the people. Huh. What's good, man? Uh, good, man. What's up with you? Big... Uh, I'm good. It's hot out here, man, but summertime funk, you know what I'm saying? 
You know, my body's in shape, but my abs is on backtrack, you know, till next year. <laughs> but it's all good. Yeah. I I got a dad, but I ain't got no kids yet. That doesn't make no damn sense. That, that's a shame. But anyways, man, how you doing, man? I'm good. That happens with age, man. Happens with age. Even if you and got no kids. Yet. I, I wish I had better feet, man. Oh, I wish I had better feet. Huh? By the way, I, I said Dr. Shows, cause, you know, so I can go out balling. Like, I said Dr. Shows, I use super feet. For people got plantar fasciitis, use super feet, man. It's orthotics, and it, it's good for your feet. And, hey, it's been working out like a charm. <laughs> I feel you. All right, so what you want to talk about real quick before we get up out of here, man? Um, I do... Yo, shout out to shout out to the bodies, you know what I'm saying? I I wish I had Jimmy and what do you call here? Because I know Jimmy, like one one of the first warm sports I was I was I was I was um, a part of. We were talking about um, uh, the kids getting paid for for college. Do you think this is a? And I think I already got your thoughts. It's a good compromise and. But may not, maybe not good for HBCUs, but you never know. I mean, uh, yeah. If yeah, you I mean, get guys involved, if you get guys like, remember, if you get guys like Puff Daddy and and Samuel Jackson, Denzel, guys who are products of HBCUs, back involved, and you know, flip these athletes a little. See, but that's, that's the that's the misconception though. Like these guys are never they they've never not been involved. Like Puff didn't even graduate from Howard. He gives them a ton of money. So like they, they, like these dudes are involved. It, it's just what Jimmy was explaining before he got off the air, man. The wealth gap. Like you have to understand the wealth gap in America before we can understand how. It's just not going to be that easy for HBUs. Like it's 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 going to be impossible in our lifetime for them to catch up and be on par with some of these bigger programs. I mean, we got a 400-year wealth gap to try to close in a country that still doesn't want us to close that gap. So because we have a few billionaires here and there, like it's still not the same thing. Let's say you got you got Puff, like because you know we're spending his money right now. Because you're not the first person that said to me, let's get Puff involved in all of this kind of stuff. Okay, when you're a first-generation billionaire and you pretty much are self-made versus these boosters who come from families, come from generations of money, and this is the system that has worked for them throughout their whole existence, throughout their whole family's bloodline, this system has worked for them. So they're able to get on the side of college programs and other stuff that they can put their money into that will boost their profile even more and help their money out. It's easier for them because they've seen this system work for them generation after generation. It's not easy for you to go to Puff and any other rich black man and say, well, we want you to give all of this money to these HBCUs. Yo, they don't, they're not from money. So when you're not from money and you done scratch your way to get money, you're not going to easily part with money like them cowboy oil men down in Texas and, and people who, you know, had the money passed down to them. So I'm telling you, I, it's not going to be that easy. I, I, I you, know, you know, I agree. Maybe Puff is not good, you know, 
it's not a good example. You know, but, but, uh, but, but Rob, do we have a good example? That's what I'm saying. There's no it's, black it's, example it's, that you're going to give me where they had hard. 400 years of generational wealth being passed down to them. There's no black person that you can name that has that. It's, 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 it's hard, and I think we should, we should still work for what we have. Like, you know, you have uh, guys like you, guys like Jimmy has his own business. I think you have your own business. They also have an own business. And I, I think I think it just lead examples like that, like what what like like and 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 you all like like these boosters, these people they come from old money. Even with a guy like uh, let's say we talk about oil guys, Jerry Jones, like he comes from old money. You know, uh, Jimmy Johnson said, yeah, we were friends, but. Jimmy Johnson said, I, I, we were college buddies, but I went to college poor, and Jimmy Jones, Jerry Jones was rich. And proud, wealth you know? is, so wealth is just different. <laughs> Even if you have a black guy who has the same amount of money as a white guy, let's say Trump, because like, he's not one of these super-duper billionaires, if this dude is really a billionaire. But at the same time, Trump always likes to say that he's self-made and pulled himself up by his bootstraps, but he was given like $2 million from his dad. To, to start investing in real estate back then. That, to them, is pulling yourself up by your bootstraps, starting out with $2 million. How many black people do you know in this world that you can just grow up, do nothing, get $2 million from your parents to, to, to start what you're going to be in life? Like, it's just a different – it's a whole different thing. Like, we celebrate Oprah for being a billionaire. We celebrate – Jay-Z for having a little bit over $1 billion, but you got dudes like Bill Gates who's worth like $200 billion and, and, and Bezos that's worth like $261 billion is on set to be the world's first trillionaire. Like it's just a, it's just a whole different it's a whole different thing. Like we have, we have a few billionaires out here that we're proud of but then you got these white dudes who can buy and sell our billionaires. It's weird. It's weird. Oh, yeah, you're right. And, and not only that, even this pandemic, with the first couple of stimulus right, packages, people forget they got richer. All this transfer of wealth happened. Dude, you got a lot of air going into your phone, man. It's a lot of static and noise. Can you hear me now? I can Hello? hear you, but I can still hear, like, the wind blowing into your phone. I'll give, give me a second. Yeah, yeah, I hear it, man. Like we, large, like, 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 we gotta like, go. Like the, like the largest transfer. Well, and, 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 and I want to say this uh, because I know we also talked about uh, Luca Don Don Give give him a chance. He's still twenty, bro. He's in his twenties. He's just he's still young. So he will develop his game. He will become a monster. He is hungry. Give him a chance. Luca's Luke, already him a monster. To develop. He's already mine. I, I think I and and with LeBron, yes, his game was never. I, I, I like when you said. I, I like when you said his game was never. To me, it was. Dude, it sounds like you in a tornado, man. But it, it's that summer breeze. Hold on a second, man. <laughs> We, we live on the air, man. You can't be putting us on hold and and 
walking through a windstorm and yo, you gotta hurry up. <laughs> no, uh, 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 all I gotta say is I think the Milwaukee's gonna win in seven. Um, uh, Milwaukee's gonna. I got. Um, I think Milwaukee's gonna win in seven. Uh, I think Shorty. I used to. I mean, Rachel Nick, because I'm gonna pick with her. You know, she's my favorite because she's big, but you know, it's half and half right now. Uh, uh, and, and also the Eagles. I think they're gonna finish. Probably not finish high. Probably finish top. Top ten at worst. And um, you know. In the league. Yeah. In the league. Okay. And 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 final. They got to do something with the guards. The key is hoping is the guards. They got to do something with, with Chris Paul and Booker. But I, I think... Yeah, they got to stop pick, switching I'll, centers and power forwards on to them. <laughs> They're going to cook them all series. Man, to be honest, I know I take Milwaukee, but all mad, I've already seen it's going to be a Sunday. Either the Suns and Six. It'd either be Milwaukee or the Suns and Six. But I think it's going to be a Suns and Six because I just think uh, as much as good as as good as constructed as this team is, as much heart they have, I think it's just going to be too much for them in the end. All right, I feel you. All right, man, hit us up and, next week. Uh, we'll be taking calls a little bit earlier next week because everybody will be here. And oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, and also I ain't never going to buy NBA two. Look uh, for the NFL two K, NBA two K is better. Because, you know, um, you don't have to deal with it. It's just a better everything. Bad presentation. And, and the NFL games, oh, they have the same stuff every year. It's just an updated roster, and it's next to just part of the play. NBA 2K, yeah, you got to figure out the controls and whatnot, but it has a bad presentation. Bad presentation, better everything. Better gameplay, better everything. I would be all awesome right. here if Jimmy was here, you know, but... Um, all right, I, I, I feel you. Just hold it though. Whatever you want to say to them, they'll be back next week. So we can holler at all of us next week, man. But I got to roll, man. Rob, you, you don't care when we say we got to go, do you? <laughs> yo, 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 yo! I just want to cry, be awesome. I know it's Serena Williams now. How you gonna pick a chick that that's sick and can't twerk, man? She got all that belly but no toes. You know what I'm saying? That's all I gotta say about that. All right, I'll let you next week, man. Good talking to you, Rob. <laughs> Yo, Rob just be brooding me. I'm like, all right, I got to go. Rob, just get a new topic. But that's the homie out in Cali. Shout out to Rob. All right, man. So, yeah, interesting week in sports, man. But it's time to get up out of here. So we'd like to thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us for another briefing in the war room. Shout out to everybody in the chat room. Uh, Skyview, Neil holding it down as usual. Uh, on Facebook, Twitter, our group chat, and all the callers who called in to chop it up with us. Tune in next week, live right here or on demand as we catch you up on all the goings on in the world of sports. So until then, enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy your weekend. Uh, enjoy the, the NBA Finals, whatever else you're watching. Stay safe in these streets, and we'll see you right back here next time. Be sure to catch our conversations on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, as well as our blogs, webcasts, and network podcasts on warroomsports.com. Also, make sure you pick up a copy of Jimmy's book at sportsthebook.com or warroomsports.com. Until next time, everybody, y'all know what it is. Don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance. 
We'll see you chumps on top. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.